0: Don't touch that dial. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in central Utah. I am your host, Tuesday. And this is Conversations at Midnight. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back. Thank you for putting up with a chaotic schedule the past two three episodes, and I felt like a broken record, always repeating, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry for the bad schedule, and then I would say, next week should be better, and it wasn't, it wasn't, so, for sure, everything's back to normal, unfortunately, I was kind of liking the chaos, but, it is what it is, everything should be back to normal, Um, and, you know, everything should be going, smooth everything should be going back to normal every tuesday episodes should upload as usual etc cetera, etc cetera. um and there's nothing crazy nothing happened over the top in my life Where oh my gosh are you okay you can no 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 just everything's going fine just um needed some r&r and you know i i was presented with a with a job offer not that long ago and I'm still thinking about it, and if I do take it, then my life will change drastically. Uh, And I'm not going to abandon the podcast. It'll just be a little interesting on how that's going to work with the podcast. But I'm still going to force it, because I just love it so much. Uh, For the past, what, two, three episodes, I kept saying that I have a topic in particular that I wanted to use, and I just haven't. And that is because I think, ultimately, at the end of the day... I didn't like it. I thought I thought I had to wait, or if I waited a little longer for the right time, then I'd like it. But I, I didn't like it, so I think I'm gonna redo it. It just wasn't a smooth episode. Um, and sorry for the for the one right before this episode 16. I'm so sorry. Um, really unprofessional. Really, just it it wasn't what I wanted. But I wanted to share it with you anyway, just so you guys can can get an idea of what I'm trying to plan. (laughs) Imagine everybody loves it. They just adore it. But no, like I'm trying to, I really want to invest a lot into the podcast and I don't care if I don't get anything out of it. You know, it's for my own mental gratification. So I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just uploaded it just to see how it was to see if anyone had an idea of what I was trying to go for and hopefully you can be well prepared for the future when I start doing it. I am um, I want to thank everybody. I'm still growing insanely fast and it's a little scary, but it's really cool, but you know, it it is a little scary. I actually haven't even checked. Uh so why not, you know, hey, we'll just do that right now, right? Um sorry for the sounds of the PC in the background. I just really want to check and see how everything's going. So let's see my analytics. Let's see how everything's going well for the podcast. Oh wow. Oh wow, wow. wow. Hey. Yep, we're growing. We're growing a lot. N- nowhere new, nowhere new to my knowledge or at least to my memory, I don't see anything new. But we are growing. There's a lot more growth in some of these areas. Um, That's really cool to see. You see that? Look at that. That's really cool. So, I'm not sure how this episode's going to go. Mainly because I don't have anything prepped. This is just one of those nights where I just sat outside and I looked at the night sky and I thought, Ah. I should just do an episode. You know. Who cares? I'm just gonna just gonna let one out and see what happens. So I um I don't have anything prepped. I guess I just wanted to talk. You know? So I hope you guys don't mind that. I hope you don't mind it at all. So I'm gonna jump to something that's really cool. I um So the previous episode, the on the road episode, I talked about a, um, and I'm sure you've noticed, but I talked about a poster type thing. Um, as you can tell, it is the new logo for the podcast. It is the new conversations at midnight logo. And it wasn't the original plan. We were going to keep the, you know, the original logo, the original art, and we were just going to have this more of like of a, of a poster of like an advertisement, you know, but it just, no, it didn't, um, just looking at it and how much effort and work went into it. Uh, we just felt that it was more eye catching, you know, more, more easy on, on the eye, you know? Um, so yeah, so this is the new, this is the new and improved Conversations at Midnight. At least the logo, you know, the, the cover art, if you will. So, uh, big, big, big thank you to Connor Searing, the gentleman who did the art. He, uh, he gave me permission to use his name, um, and he's just, He's a freelance artist. I actually found out I was wrong. He's no longer doing his internship with Riot Games. That ended. And now he's back at freelancing. So you can look him up on Instagram. I believe his uh, handle is Connor Searing Art. And you'll find all the work he's done and everything like that. Uh, And yes, his, his work is indeed in the video game that I was talking about in the previous episode. And yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be coming up. That's all that he was able to tell me. He couldn't tell me anything else because you know, really confidential things like that. So it has not been released yet, but it's supposed to be coming up soon. Maybe like in a month or two. I think he told me. So you know, if you play Valorant, uh, there's about I think I think he said about two of his weapon skins that are on the that are in the game. So. That's really cool. And so it's really nice to have somebody like that on board on the Conversations at Midnight team. And I know it's just me. I, I know it's me who talks behind the mic, and I do pretty much majority of the editing. I'm not the only one who does it. But, um, yeah. No, it's just... Even though I do most of it, behind the scenes... There are people who really help me out with the podcast. Um, and it's nice. It's great. It's It brings air into my lungs, if you will, you know, as a as a figure of speech. It really does. It warms my soul. So <clears throat> anyway, so that is the big announcement for that. We have a new cover art. So once again, big round of applause to, to Connor Searing. Thank you so much for everything. Now, I got an email that has two stories, if you can believe it. It is from someone I do know, personally, in real life. They have asked to be anonymous. And um, I'm going to respect that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to respect it like I always will. And so, if you don't mind... If you can lend me your ears. Oh, before I even start reading, what am I doing? What am I doing? Have I really been away from the mic that long? Let's do this. Please, my fellow listeners, please, unwind. Allow yourself to relax. You must have had a long day. Stressful, even. This is the favor I'm going to ask of you. You don't have to do it for yourself, but do it for me. Really sink into that couch or bed, sleeping bag, whatever it is. Just unwind. Just really sink into it. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do it. But if you're not driving, if you're not operating any piece of machinery, unwind. Sink into that chair. Just really relax the muscle. Can you do that for me? Now, once again, I have in front of me the Blackberry Brandy. I really like this candle. i probably about burnt halfway through it because um, I've been, you know, I won't lie, I've been igniting it outside of the podcast, so forgive me. But, sitting right in front of me, Scents and Spirits Collection, Blackberry Brandy Soy Candle. Let's go light it, and let's let that aroma just really, really take over the room. Oh yeah, there it is. There you go, and immediately the smell just takes over the room. Mm. It's delicious. It's a uh, it's pleasant on the nose. I'll tell you that much. If you enjoy a glass of wine while listening to the show, by all means, as long as it's responsibly. Whether it's a beer, go ahead. Please, or any other way that you like to unwind, go ahead. As you're all doing that, like always, my quick shout out to the truckers and to the road trippers. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. I don't know if I said this before. I may have. I mean, I hope you can forgive me. i've it's been sixteen episodes, so sorry number 17 if you count this one so it's all getting a little jambled but I will uh, I don't know if anyone knows this I don't know if I even said it but the truckers and the road trippers you guys are actually my target audience anyone else that comes along is actually just a bonus I didn't think I would even have a reach for Anyone else, but apparently I think I have more people <laughs> in everyday life than the than the uh, than the target I wanted, which is fine. Listen, that doesn't mean like oh hey I don't I don't care for anyone else, but no no no. Conversations at midnight is a getaway. You pop on those headphones, you pop in the AirPods, you listen to anything, whatever, however you listen to it, it doesn't matter. As soon as those headphones are on, or as soon as those earbuds are in. And you're tuned into me, or if I'm on a speaker and you tune into me, it doesn't matter what walk of life you are. Come sit down, enjoy the show. There's nothing but appreciation here. No one is above anybody when you listen to conversations at midnight. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, with all that being said, thank you, everybody. Are you ready? Let's go. The email states, or I quote it <clears throat> Hey, Tuesday, this first story actually happened to me and a coworker that I was working with. My coworker and I were working. in one of the the buildings that we have to watch over. It was a pretty quiet night for the most part and we did our usual rounds. We were checking in on certain things but it was pretty uneventful. It was snowing that night but it was a quiet snow. The wind wasn't howling too hard or anything crazy. Around five in the morning A couple of hours just before we were supposed to do another check. My co-work and I were chatting in one of the areas of the building. When out of nowhere we heard this blood-curdling scream outside the window. We froze and we just stared at each other for a solid ten seconds without even saying a word. It was so loud. That someone else within the building came out from the hallway and stared at us with wide eyes. We didn't think that he heard it. But we all shared this, a telepathic stare like we were saying, what the heck was that? My co and I quickly start, quickly started to throw out theories about what it could possibly be. Our first guess was that perhaps it was the wind. You know how sometimes if the wind hits a certain corner of a house, it just sounds different? Yes. Yes, I do know. However, I've never heard wind like this. Usually wind has a low howl. But this really sounded like a young girl. And it wasn't a playful scream like children do. It was a fear for your life scream my next guess was it was maybe a rabbit i don't know i don't exactly know what a rabbit scream sounds like but i do know that it's high-pitched and shockingly loud i figured maybe a fox got to it or something after a few minutes We finally got up the courage to look through the window and see if we could see anything. Since it had been snowing, we looked for footprints, paw prints, blood, anything to confirm that something was out there. And again, the wind was blowing, but it was so gentle, I had a hard time believing it would sound that violent. But then again, I am no wind expert. Anyways, after about 15 minutes, our boss stopped by to make, to make his rounds, and we told him the whole thing. If I remember correctly, he was very casual, and he said, it's probably a ghost because this place is haunted. My coworker quickly agreed and started throwing out a bunch of ghost theories. The other coworker who came from the hallway also confirmed the ghost theory and started discussing it. I hadn't even considered ghosts, but I was one hundred percent on board with this theory because that scream was scary as hell. I remember my I remember my boss grabbed a flashlight and circled the the, the building a few times, excuse me, a few times to check for footprints or something. And there was no trace of anything walking around. The snow was completely untouched. Wow. Well, first of all, I mean, what a beautiful first story. I mean, coming right out of the gates, right out of the gate. Just, I mean, <laughs> wow. That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for that one. Wow. Now, story number two. This next story is more of a missing 411 case. A friend of mine works as a soils tester for a construction company. She was on assignment in Northern California. Oh. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Right there. Listen, man, Northern California. I wouldn't trust that part of California as far as I could throw it. But guess what? I'm still going to go there. (laughs) It's just the stories I've heard of Northern California. Like, and it sounds grim, but you could kill somebody up there. And no one would ever know. Because there are parts out there where it's so rural. So in the middle of nowhere. God help you. That's actually where the where the where the infamous um, Bigfoot footage, the um, the PNG film, as I coined it, that's where that's where it was filmed. Was over there. It's just lush. Some people even will go as far as saying that that forest, Northern California, that whole area is uh, is magical, almost fairy tale isque. So. Already we're at to a insanely believable start. So anyway, I'm so sorry. Back back to the back to the email. She was on assignment in Northern California. She was there to do some testing for a new construction site. She's been working down there for a few weeks now. Her first week there, they found <laughs> what was to believe it was a huge human tibia the shin bone after some more groundwork and the digging they found a hip bone and a femur bone naturally they called the police and it was identified to be a man who had been missing since 2014 this past week this past week as in like from from when you wrote so so this just happened so this is fairly recent. Oh my gosh! Wow, that that just sent a chill down my spine. This past week, ooh, this past week they continued to dig, and they found a scapula, five ribs, and a freaking human skull. It even still had hair on it. Oh my goodness! And again, they called the police and were able to recover most of the body. The good news, the bittersweet news, is that the victim's family was contacted and will be given the remains after the investigation so they can do a proper burial. They're not entirely sure what happened to him. Supposedly the the area where the body was placed is notorious for drug dealing. Yes it is. Yes it is. In fact, I'm even, I'm even going to share a little thing of uh of my own. Nothing personal to me, just something that I've heard and it's and it's quite intriguing. Where was I? Oh, the body where where the body was kept, that area is notorious for drug dealing and the only thing around for the longest time was a gas station. This area was heavily wooded oh was are they deforesting it oh that's a shame my friend even mentioned that if ever there was a good place to hide a body it would be there since there were so many trees yeah mm -hmm. also apparently right before he disappeared the victim had called his mother and left a voicemail stating that he was being pursued but was pretty vague on the details of his location isn't that strange listen, if that was me, right, if, if that was me and I'm being pursued and I know my life is at danger, I'm going to tell you every detail because I make, I'm going to make sure that you're, that you're coming down with me. I, that's something that I always found intriguing in these, uh, in these missing people's cases. Is that they have this weird sense of impending doom. At least the ones that we know the details of. They usually have this sense of impending doom. Or they sit there and they go, someone's following me. I'm going to leave a voicemail to my mother. Hey, I'm being followed. And then, and that's all they say. That was me and somebody was following me. Good luck. Because I'm going to sit there and go, that man is 5'9". He has a goatee. He's wearing Jordans. Oh, he's wearing Nikes. He's wearing Adidas. He has a tracksuit on. Hairy chest, gold chain. It's Tony Soprano. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I got a little carried away. But you you know what I mean. Like I'm gonna tell everything. Oh, he has a receding hairline. Talks with a lisp. Golden tooth, maybe. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. If my life is impending, like if I was Zed over there in Australia, in the land down under, I would sit there and immediately go, "This man." looks like crocodile dundee i'm sorry <laughs> i probably shouldn't have said that but you know what? like i'm going to go into detail and it's very intriguing um that, that that that's like a common thing oh hey you know what i no you know this guy over here i'm being you know i'm being uh, followed by some guy what does he look like uh uh-huh. and then you just hang up i i hope that's not a part of the whole like you know I'm not going to snitch type thing. I, 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 just, I just don't see the point in that. I, I really don't. So, that's really... Um, yeah, so sorry. Back to the email, because uh, it seems like there's like a lot more. So, uh, he was being persuaded, but was pretty vague on the details of his location. Listening to your show has made me somewhat speculate about the supernatural, ha-ha, huh. so for the heck of it, let's speculate, amen, brother, Woo, there you go, just enter the zone of what if, like, have you ever spoke to people, like, this, this is, like, one of my biggest gripes, have you ever spoke to people, or maybe you are that way, and if you were, it's okay, as long as you're changing, no, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking, but have you ever spoke to people, and you go, What if it's this? Um, no, it's not. So it doesn't matter. Really? Are you that boring? Can you just look? What if is the are the two keywords there? But what if it's this? You know, I can't tell you. I've all of my uncles growing up always did that. Oh, uncle so and so. What if it's this? But it's not. So like, there's no point. Can you can you have some fun? You know, can you just talk? You know? Anyway, thank you. So, as he said, so for the heck of it, comma, let's speculate, exclamation point. He added exclamation to the sentence. How can you ignore it? <laughs> That's a persuasive argument, on huh, Tuesday? <laughs> How can you ignore it? There's an, there's an exclamation at the end. He goes on to saying, so let's speculate. If you knew you were being persuaded by, by drug dealers, would you say, drug dealers or men or something also wouldn't you share some kind of location thank you sir also wouldn't you share some kind of location so whoever you're calling would be able to come find you yes yes i would is it possible he didn't know who or what was persuading him oh. okay well the atmosphere has just changed Ooh. So let's again state the obvious theory. And let's say that he was killed by drug dealers. When they found the body, there was no visible or obvious cause of death. The skull was intact. No broken bones. No bullet hole in the head. Nothing. Also, they only found the body because they were digging pretty deep With an excavator. Oh my goodness. My friend didn't really mention how deep the hole was. But it sounds like they initially found the bones. By uprooting a whole tree. Based on what she was telling me. It sounds like the body was a good six to eight feet deep underground. For that to be the case. The pursuers would have to would have to have dug the hole before the victim even arrived. I know it's a heavy wooded area and I don't imagine someone would take the time to dig a deep grave unless it was planned or premeditated. Either that or something dug that hole really fast. Regardless, whoever the killer was, they did not want that body to be found. So whether it was some crazy forest monster or drug dealers, I thought it was a pretty wild missing person story. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Best of wishes, anonymous. Wow. Okay. Who listen. <laughs> listen, that that, you know, that first story, you know what I'm saying, that that got me warmed up, right? If I didn't read the first story, if I just jumped to story number two, story number two would have gave me whiplash. That was sensational. See, that's the juice. That's that quintessence. Have you guys ever seen The Secret Life of Walter Minnie? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's random, but you know, the quintessence. That's that quintessence that I'm looking for. Does that make sense? that's that je no sais quoi you know that the como se dice spark that is the quintessential email for stories you know what I'm saying oh my like I, I don't so I feel like it's appropriate to just slip this in really quick if you have Have a story like this or anything creepy, anything weird. I don't care the language. I'm going to translate it. Especially if it's Portuguese to my Brazilian people's saudades. Send it to me. I know many people who speak Portuguese. They will translate any story for me. Go ahead, do it. I love it. I love the idea of it. Write me at stories at midnight at yahoo.com look at the description of this episode and I will leave it in the description stories at midnight at yahoo.com I'm going to say it one more time now one more time stories at midnight at yahoo.com yahoo being spelled y-a-h-o-o dot com c-o-m email me please I would adore it I wouldn't want anything else these are the stories that I crave this is this is the the I'm telling you (laughs) this is the fountain of youth (laughs) for me this is the fountain of youth like this is it's sensational I, I I don't even have words but I'm telling you if this first story wasn't a thing oh my gosh are you kidding me? I'd, I'd be unconscious right now. I got dragged that fast. What a, what a, what, oh, I have no words. Thank you so much to my anonymous friend who sent me that beautiful email. Glorious, glorious. Now, halfway through the story, I was, um, I was saying that uh, that I have something to share. And that is, um, have you guys, okay. (laughs) I don't, uh, I don't fancy TikTok. I don't frequent it. I don't watch it a lot. Um, doesn't mean I'm I'm not going to hate anybody who enjoys TikTok. I'm not. If it makes you happy, who cares? Like, who cares what people think? Enjoy it. Um, I am grateful to TikTok because of how happy it makes certain people in my life. You know, there's certain people in my life. It really makes them happy and it really makes them feel less stressed. And that's amazing. And I don't know why I would ever hate anything like that. So, um, but I'm saying this because I was talking to someone very important in my life and we were having a conversation And she was watching a bunch of TikToks. And I looked over and I thought, what are you watching? So we saw a couple videos. It made me laugh. It made her laugh. And this creepy video came up. You know, it was was like those random swipings that you do. You know, and next thing you know, boom, there's this creepy video. And I thought, oh, wow, that was really weird. That was was uncomfortable. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah. No, there's a whole whole bunch of them on tiktok and i thought what so i um couldn't help it i installed the app on my phone because i thought no way i installed the app on my phone and it's just it's just an archive i actually have my phone right, right in front of me oh there you go there was a piece of the audio of some random video that just appeared but there's an entire archive of just creepy things so i um i was gonna prep it i was gonna read a few things that happened or i was gonna tell you but i didn't save it so i don't even have the video but i'm gonna explain it to you from memory and so this is towards the uh towards the person who who wrote the email and for the listeners when i was flipping through the video okay there is uh, there's a case of a woman in, uh, in Canada. Okay. She was in Canada with her son and a friend of theirs. And um, apparently the story was that she has been dying. I think they were there on vacation. So she has been dying to go into the city. This huge urge, this huge sensation to enter the city. Apparently the story is, is that she got really impatient, almost desperate to enter the city. That she looked at her friend and said, listen, watch the kid. I'll be back. The friend said, oh, okay. I mean, that's what you really want to do. But how are you going to get there? Don't worry about it. That's what she says to the friend. She then begins to hitchhike. The last picture of this woman and I say last picture, so you you already know what's coming up. The last picture of 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 this of this poor woman is she's standing on the corner of a street, and there's like this CCTV camera pointed right at her, and she has her thumb up, and you know she's doing the hitchhiking guide. She gets picked up, and she begins sometime during the drive. She begins to record the conversation. She's talking to some unknown man in this conversation. And she's telling the man repeatedly, like, and you can hear it fairly clearly. And she's telling the man, where are we going? And you can hear him in the background. He, he wasn't the clearest, but from time to time you could hear him fairly decently. And you can hear him say, no, we're on our way towards the city. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And he responds to her, no, no, we're totally on our way towards the city. Are you sure? She says, and they go back and forth for like a good few seconds of the audio. And he goes, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'm, we're on our way to 50th street. He kept saying that. And she goes, really? And so at some point, I don't know if it jumps ahead in time. I'm not sure, but she goes, she's like, "Please tell me that 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 you're not." She's like, "Are you are you really about to do this to me?" And he goes, "What?" And she's like, "We're we're not going towards the city." And he goes, "It's just the back roads to get there." Anyway, eventually the audio chops out. I think the last word that you hear the man say is gravel. And that was the last time anyone saw her. Two years later, they uncover her remains in the field. Someone finds her remains and whatnot. And that's that's the disturbing thing. Right? So, so oh, there's a list of disturbing things, but here's one. That man is still out there. That man is roaming, living a life. He's, he's probably gone fishing. He's probably gone, you know, to the movies. He's probably saw some good movies and all that. And she's dead. And some boy doesn't even have a mom. And so that's the, uh, that's the thing, you know. That's the thing. Is that there are some people out there that will just ex-nay you as fast as possible. That's pig Latin, by the way, ex-nay. But they will, you know, they will end you as fast as possible just for their own self gratification. Now, I'm not going to get into any of the details, but you know, of course, the instant thought is he probably wanted something sexual and he forced it on her, which is a shame. It's just a crying shame. And because he, you know, he wanted that vice, she's dead, and it, and that's the end of her story. She herself, in the audio, she sounded under the influence of something. So whoever the friend was to just let her go out like that, shame on you. I don't know the whole story, but at the same time, you know, you could have done more. Because if that was me, and I had a friend who was who was obviously um, impaired. And they're telling me, "Hey, listen, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a few miles away. I want to enter the city at like two in the morning." No, you're not. You know, what I'm saying like, well, I'm gonna have to fight you physically if that's if that's what it takes. But no, instead she just, oh, oh, he or she. I don't know who the friend was, but you know, they just entitled the friend as the friend. But yeah, just oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'll I'll watch the kid and that's it, so, but it, but it's weird, right, she didn't say, like, at any point, oh, hey, I love your blonde hair, blue eyes, cleft chin, (laughs) you know what I mean, oh, hey, yeah, you know, you have a, yeah, you have a scar above your right lip, and a tattoo with a rose on your neck, you know, like, she didn't do anything like that, like, if that was me, and I was hitchhiking, Which, by the way, please, guys, please don't do anything like that. Don't don't hop into someone's car. Don't even like there are many times where I see people on the side of the road when I go on a road trip. And a part of me really wants to help them, you know, like a part of me really wants to go. Hey, you need a ride. But I I don't one because I don't know them, but they don't know me. And I know it's like, I'm nice. I know, well, come on, Tuesday, you know. Obviously, you're not going to kill him. Of of course not. But I don't want to give anybody the weird idea of like, well, that guy was really nice. So I wonder how many more nice people are out there. You know, and then you hop in that one guy's car that you think is really cool. And then you're dead. And they don't find you for like six to eight years, and you're buried under a tree in the middle of Northern California. You, you know what I mean? It's it's freaky. It's unnatural. And then the other thing I wanted to say regarding Northern California, I I wanted to say this on the Bigfoot episode. I just I just didn't get the chance. There's a um there's a documentary on Hulu. Maybe I did say it. I don't know. I don't I, I don't remember. There's a there's a documentary on Hulu. Okay, where it talks about, uh, there was a gentleman back in uh, late 80s, early 90s. He decided to take a job. It was like a friend of a friend, one of those hush-hush jobs where it was working at a marijuana farm. And so he, he agreed to it. And he said there was this one night in particular where he was inside a cabin, and he was watching TV. He he was sitting on the couch, and he was indulging in the devil's lettuce. And he said the person that he was with hop you know they they, uh that the house phone was ringing. So they answered the phone, and apparently the conversation was something along the lines of where he was like, "Hello, what?" really right now well what the heck happened and so you know pretty much the guy does that you know and then he he tells whoever's on the line to come to the come to the cabin right now so he hangs up on the phone the guy who was on the phone looks over at the gentleman saying the story and he says listen you know i'm gonna need you to uh i'm gonna need you to straighten out i'm I'm gonna have some friends over he goes okay sure so the friends, quote-unquote friends, show up, and they start talking to this guy, and they're saying, listen, they were torn apart. You know, they kept saying that. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, you know, and um. anyway, the, the workers said that it was a Bigfoot. A Bigfoot tore them to shreds, and he for all these years he's been fascinated so about maybe like a year or two ago he created a documentary hunting down the origin of that story he wanted to know if if it was true so this is a spoiler okay (laughs) you can skip ahead about five minutes but you know um spoiler in case you wanted to watch it i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna give you a second Okay. Okay. So (laughs) there's, there's your second. So at the end of the documentary and this is where it gets insane. And this is why I'm saying Northern California is messed up. At the end of the documentary, he finds out by calling a bunch of shady characters. I mean, a bunch of people who have, who are into the dark arts. And I, and I don't mean, and I don't mean like black magic and stuff i'm I'm talking the dark arts as in like crime but he makes phone call after phone call after phone call and intimidation after intimidation he finally gets into contact with somebody and i and he was talking to hitmen he was talking to straight murderers cold-blooded human beings And whoever he was on the, whoever he was talking to on the line, excuse me, whoever he was talking to on the line, told him, oh, yeah, no, that day, there was no Bigfoot. And he says, what do you mean? He goes, no, no, we, um, we, we killed those men and we chopped them to bits and we made it look like they were torn apart as a message to other people to, hey, don't be messing around out there. It was like a scare tactic. It was like a shakedown. It was an intimidation. And this all happens in Northern California. This all happens deep in the woods of Northern California. And at some point in the documentary, the man who was hunting for the story he's literally in northern california he meets up with somebody and this is where it gets bone chilling he meets up with somebody in the flesh and they start talking and the person's face is blurred out and everything and you know they start conversing things like that and the person tells them you know hey you know you might want to watch out in these parts etc cetera, etc cetera. and the guy goes why and he goes a lot of people have died up here man and he goes, a lot. And he goes, let me put it like this. You could walk in any direction, and I guarantee you're walking over somebody's grave. That is what you're dealing with in Northern California. In those weird parts of Northern California. I know somebody's going to go. Um, I'm from Northern California and it's gorgeous. Not saying it's not. I'm just saying like every other neighborhood. Or every other area. You always get those bad parts. And that over there, there. There they are. But that's. That's the level. Of intensity. That you're dealing with. So here's. So here's something. Well, how how do you avoid that? Stay away from it. Get, stay away from that, from that environment, from those kinds of people. Stay away. Nothing good comes from it. You know what I mean? Nothing good. I and and I'm not gonna go as far as saying, if you smoke marijuana, then you're in it. No, listen, some people do it to unwind, to relax. I don't do it myself, but there's but there's no judgment here. There's other ways of getting involved, right? Not just buying from somebody, or not just you know, getting involved is you're allowing it to become personal, to where it totally affects your life. Does that make sense? I, like I don't know if I explained that right, but you know what I mean. Like you can't, you can't get too personal with that, because then those two worlds begin to intertwine, and as soon as they start. As soon as they start to intertwine, it's over. I mean, of course you you can always leave the life, but man, it's hard to, you know? And it's like I look at it as some law of the universe. Birds of a feather flock together. There's there's a saying in Spanish. I don't I don't know it in Spanish. I just know the translation in English. But the saying is, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. I'm going to say that one more time in case that flew right over anybody's head. Show me who your friends are, and I will show you who you are. That's powerful stuff. That's that's tall cotton right there. And it's just, it's the same meaning as birds of a feather flock together. Right? As soon as you become involved in that life hardcore, everything around you is going to be hardcore. You're going to attract the people who are part of that life hardcore. And I'm telling you because I, I was involved in a certain lifestyle. Nothing crazy like that. But I, I was involved in a, in a certain class of people for many years. And even when I was done with that life, guess what? we still, me, my mother, my father, we still attracted those kinds of people, even though that we were done with it. It was over. There they are. And it took months for us to finally stop attracting these people. You know, now it's just pretty much smooth sailing. But that's that's the thing. It's like one of the laws of the universe. You're attracting, you know, certain things that you're involved in it's it's just something like and and i'm not saying that you know law of attraction no 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 i'm just saying i do believe that it is some sort of law of the universe that you throw out an energy maybe it's like a vibration maybe it's something i don't know but you throw it out but i'm not going to go on that tangent at all i'm just saying be careful be careful please right so when I read in the email that uh, that this young woman was a I assume she's a young woman I'm not entirely sure but I'm assuming that this young woman was assigned t- on a on a job in Northern California yeah the fact that she came across a corpse doesn't shock me in the slightest if anything as soon as I read that part, northern california that's when i it just oh, okay yeah there you go well then that's why that happened you know it's like that was that underlining factor that just kicked in where it's oh yeah okay sure you know like that unfortunate uh young woman who lost her life but it was like you hear the story you hear the story and then yeah and then she decided to hitchhike boom oh there you go that's why and isn't it sad isn't that sad That that is what the conclusion is. Oh, well, that's why. Duh. You know, how unfortunate is that? How sad is that? That you can't even get a ride. You know, and and that's just the norm. You know, immediately, well, I mean, you got a hitchhike. You know, someone, some complete stranger gave you a lift. And top of that, you're impaired. You're intoxicated. You're under some sort of influence of something. And that's a shame. That's a crying shame. (sighs) But, you know, there's just, there's just a ton of stories, you know, unfortunately that's the norm, you know, and it's, but it's confusing, right? You have these people who just, they don't give detail. They don't give anything. They lack that fine line of, I'm not going down like this. It's like it just doesn't even come across their their mind. It doesn't run through their mind at all. It's uncanny. It's unnatural. I don't know. Now, moving on. Are you guys familiar? I mean, I guess because of talking of everything and whatnot. Is anyone here familiar or aware of the weird statistic of Native American females going missing? Is anyone aware of that? I was told by a friend about it uh, a few months ago. And I thought, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'll go go check it out. And I did. And I'm actually going to make an episode on it. But uh, I have a few statistics from the research, right? So let me read a little bit of this. Ready? Between 2011 and September 2020, 710 indigenous persons were reported missing. And only 1,254 missing persons records of indigenous people were on file. So between 2011 and September of two years ago of 2020, 710 went missing. 57% of the 1,254 are female. 84% are juvenile. Now before you want to go, well that doesn't add up. No, no. Listen to what I said. 57% are female. 84% are juvenile. A female can still be a child. Let that sink in hard. More than half are women. And that spike of seven, uh, between 2011 and September of 2020, the spike, 710 were added to the pile. And that created a subtotal of 1,254 indigenous people on file for missing persons. And I don't know if you remember that I talked about, um, I think it was probably in my first ever missing people or the missing 411 episode that I did where I talked about missing people where I spoke about how I just came back from a road trip, you know and I stopped at a gas station and I saw a missing person sign about uh and it was it it was for an indigenous man he was i believe he was a ute, and I saw it and I thought, oh my goodness it's you know it's odd, and then the circumstances are well how they found his truck in the middle of a in the middle of a, uh, of like a, of like a rest area, you know, how they just found his truck there with, with the door open. I'm, I'm not talking like it was unlocked. I'm talking it was ajar. His white pickup truck. Never found him again. I th- I, he's still missing to this day. And you, oh, that's the other thing. I actually saw the poster again a few weeks ago. So it, the poster made its way down to Utah. I think I was uh, in between Nevada, Idaho, and Utah, like in that little corner, you know? And so I I, I can't remember which side I was on. I think I was more on the the Nevada side or maybe the more Idaho side. I I, I don't think I was in Utah yet. So it finally made its way down to Utah, and there it was, just right there. And it it was eerie knowing that there's still people searching for him, which, I mean, I don't blame them, but it's just, man... Oh I guess I say it's eerie because no matter how many years go by, people still love you, people still care for you and it and it doesn't matter, you know it's intriguing it's 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 really intriguing, and I know everybody has their own a view of missing four one one and people who go missing and all that, and that's fine. But man, there are just certain things where I don't even know how, how you would even explain it. Especially when it comes to old people. The amount of old people that go missing. Ugh. Anyway, if you haven't heard that episode, please, you can stop this episode and go right back to it. It's It was a great episode. Um, but I shared a few people who are older. I shared a few of their stories. Uh, and they're still missing to this day. So but you know that's the thing it you know you have these people who just vanish you know and i am a uh you know of course i i i do lean towards the idea that majority of them unfortunately get caught up in trafficking you know they're victims of trafficking and that's and that's horrifying um if you're you know to the truckers out there and to the um and to the road trippers, man! Whenever you guys hit those rest areas, please, please be careful. There was a story that hap- or that my mom heard about. I don't know how famous it is. I don't know if you know. Actually, Tuesday—that's that's not what happened. Um, but there was a there was a story that my mom told me uh, years ago before I moved to Utah. I was still with her in Florida. And we stopped at a rest area and we both came out and then, you know, we went back on the road and she told me, she goes, yeah, I don't like going to rest areas, but I really had to go. I say, no, it's fine. But how come you don't like them? She says, well, because there is a story that happened. It made it made the local news that there is a woman who went into a, a rest area not that long ago and she went in. And she, apparently the story is, is that she went into the woman's restroom. She walks in and she says that there's a woman standing in front of one of the sinks. You know, it's a public restroom. So there's like six sinks, you know, lined up against the wall. And she said that the woman was standing in front of one of the sinks, pretending to wash her hands or something, you know, doing something. So she doesn't even think about it. Just, hi, how are you? And then goes into the stall. She says, you know, she begins to pee. The woman's done washing her hands, but she didn't hear the door open, you know. And she's like, oh, I guess she's still in here. Gets done using the bathroom, walks out, and the woman is standing next to the door. And she's, you know, she stares at it. and she's like, okay. And the woman is now facing her. So, um, the victim, if you will, You know, is thinking to herself, okay, this is a little uncanny, but whatever. Starts washing her hands and she hears the stall behind her, the door begin to open from behind her. So she looks at the mirror in front of her and she says she sees a full grown man come out of the stall of the woman's restroom. And she looks over and she goes, Um, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? And then she looks back at where the woman was and from behind her the door of the bathroom opens and in comes another man and the woman was like you know you have to come with us please don't make a fuss blah 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 blah. well the victim was a cop who was off duty so homegirl was packing you know she uh she had the tool if you will so she, I believe that she flashed it, and, you know, it seemed like there's about to be, like, a confrontation. And in comes another woman, who has nothing to do with this, and they all just stare at her. And she's like, I gotta go. And she, like, bolts out of there, notifies the police. Well, the people got scared, you know, the, uh, the sick idiots got scared so they bolted out they they left the victim in the bathroom but they sprinted out of uh out of the bathroom someone brought a van around the corner they had a van prepped and everything whipped it around the corner they jumped in this van and then they took off just like that gone and the wo- and this is a grown woman with children and everything grown woman they don't care they don't care your age. If they feel the need to take you, then they feel the need to take you. Man, I mean, look, I don't claim the energy. I'm not asking for it, but sometimes I sit there and I go, Man, I wish someone would. Like, I will go. Listen, I'm telling you, if that ever happens to me, I'm going out speaking the king's English immediately. I will go out speaking the kings. My final breath would be that will be that of the kings. Make no mistake. Oh my mercy me. The 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 gall of those human beings. (laughs) Seriously, the gall of them to do all that. Oh man. That's insane. So, to wrap up the episode, we'll be coming to a close soon. But I couldn't help myself. I thought I'd read two stories on Reddit. And unlike the previous episode, I can actually give them credit now because I found the names. This story spoke to me. <laughs> um two of them. Really nice. But uh it's just to add to the creepy atmosphere. And I feel like it, you know, it's pretty it's pretty well fitting. So without a further ado, I'm gonna jump right into the story. It says and I quote <coughs> Oh, credits uh the person who wrote this, his name, their name, excuse me, their name is Nuclear Hubris. Clever name. Really like it. Nuclear Hubris. They wrote this about two years ago. So, and it says, and I quote, I was driving across country with my mom and sister. I was 16. My sister is 20. My mom was in her 50s. It was late, but we were all rested, still and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas, and they and they needed to pee. So we stopped at the only rest stop in about 200 miles. When we got there, there was a van full of teenagers on some road trip, and then there was some small gray compact car, like a Honda Accord or something. They were parked at the pump in front of us. There were two men, 17 to 20. They were standing outside the Honda in hoodies, but they were statue still. And the teenagers were to our left. When we got there, everything just felt wrong. There was a deep and unsettling feeling about the place and we'd not felt that way at any other rest stop. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside, and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work, and they left in a hurry. I was mostly watching the car in front, and the two men who had still not moved at all, not an inch. They weren't even talking. They weren't on their phones. There was no light anywhere, but the dim overhead lights on the gas station awning. They were just standing there, still as stone. My mom and sister came running back out to the car. And when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not even moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. Oh my gosh, that's weird. Sorry. Woo. I you got chills. And I swear to all heck, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting. There's no reflecting light at all. It was just pure void. We booked it. We have not traveled in excess of a hundred miles an hour before or since, but man, that day it was warranted. We drove until we were in the next city before we got out of that car again. And you know the worst thing about it: It wasn't the ice. Wasn't the stillness. It wasn't the horrible feeling. No, not not even the weirdo in the gas station who kept telling my mom and sister, My Mama will like you over and over while mopping the same spot on the floor with a dry mop and an empty bucket. It was the fact that we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look and we couldn't find the stinking thing on Google Maps. Or any paper map we had. We even asked the locals about the creepy gas station out on the stretch of road, and they gave us confused looks. And are you sure you weren't traveling on highway and not this interstate? We traveled on that. Uh, we have not traveled on that interstate. But I'm telling you, there was no rest stop. wow 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 see so (laughs) let me tell you in those moments i don't i I, like i i don't even know like it's not i see i wouldn't even call it a hallucination what would you call that You, you know what i mean like It's kind of like that story that I shared about those children, where um, they had green skin, you know, it's, I can't help but wonder, you know, in the sake, or or to quote the email that I, that I got, it makes you wonder, is it, uh, you know, well, let's just speculate for the sake of speculating, is it possible that two timelines can mesh together, you know, is there a time flash, you know, was that creepy gas station in the future, or in the past, that's the thing, with places like that, there should be some research, as if a gas station once existed there, was it mowed down, you know, was it leveled, was it taken off, you know, but even then, if a gas station once existed, they wouldn't destroy the building, they'll just recycle it for something else, is it perhaps, and this is a stretch, and I'm aware of this, is it perhaps that two parallel universes are colliding little by little, and depending on where you at, wrong place, wrong time, that kind of thing, do you see the rifts, you know? Here's a story, uh, an example, if you will. Here's another one I found on Reddit, and it's a great segue. The person who wrote this, their username is Rock Puma. I'll say that one more time. Rock Puma. Two years ago, just like um, nuclear whatnot, (laughs) he writes saying, this is my dad's story. It's not mine. This takes place in early 1980s. Let me tell you something really quick. I'll stop you right there. Hold on now. Hold on. Calm down. There's something about 1980s creepy stories, like true horror stories, that have a special spark of their own. I can't explain it. Can't even get into it. I, I, I don't know. But there is a certain oomph when I hear, oh yeah, no, so this takes place in the 80s. Boom, you have me hooked. There... I think the 80s, there was something about planet Earth that was different. In that decade, in the decade of the 1980s, weird stuff, man. Just, I mean, just weird stuff. So already, just hearing this, mm, you know, there's like a certain, there is going to be a certain oomph. So, this is in the early 1980s. My father is working a summer job at Yellowstone National Park. Whoa! I, dude... I love... Like, seriously, I'm trying my hardest to get a job at a national park. Uh. One day, he and his friend Mark hiked up to the top of one of the mountains. There... They set up their tent inside what is called an Indian pit. An Indian pit is a man-made hole dug out by Native Americans hundreds of years ago. I never knew this. Hundreds of years ago. The Indian pits were either used as hunting blinds or spots where young braves came to their vision quest. Later in the night, my father wakes up and he has to use the bathroom. He went number one. So he went (laughs) pee-pee. He crawled out of the tent, out of the pit, and went walking a respectable distance away from the tent. Suddenly, he felt a hand on his shoulder pull him backwards. My dad calls out, Mark, what are you doing? And he turns around, turns on his flashlight, and then there was nobody. There was no one there, not a soul. He shines his light at his feet and discovers that his next couple of steps would have taken him directly over a steep cliff. My father did his business and hurried back to the tent. The next morning, the two friends are waking up and his buddy says to him, I I know this sounds crazy, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I swear to you, There was an Indian man standing outside our tent. Whatever really happened that night, my father is still alive. He eventually met my mom in Yellowstone. And here I am writing this story to you today. I actually, uh, I've actually been to Yellowstone National Park. I didn't explore a lot of it. I mean, there's so much ground to cover. But I, but I am going to say this and I'm not saying it just for the sake of the story. No, I, I really mean this. And you can, uh, if I ever have the person I was with on the show, they will, uh, they will swear by it with me. Um, Yellowstone's a weird place, man. It's gorgeous, breathtaking, but we, you know, but we walked around Old Faithful and everything. And if you haven't been there, um there's, like, these wooden bridges, it's, like, this, like, um, kind of like a scenic trail that the park created for you to get a look at other, like, the geysers and stuff, and it's located around Old Faithful, and when I say around, I, I mean just when the, just within, like, a hundred feet of Old Faithful, and so, you know, you walk around and whatnot, and we we probably walked around the general visitor area for about like an hour and a half. And just the whole time we kept looking at each other and we we're like, you know, this place has like a weird vibe. You know, it's a very, um, very rich area when it comes to uh, history in the sense of like, have you, okay, have you ever been somewhere and you go, oh, I know this place it used to be populated back then. Does that make sense? You know when you when you go somewhere and it like you can tell that it was once really populated and then it's not anymore. There's this feeling, this ghost town feeling, this emptiness, you know? It's very intriguing to me. It, it 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 really is, but it has that feeling where you sit there and you can see thousands of people just walking around, enjoying the restaurants and whatnot. But there's just this emptiness, there's this weird feeling hidden in the background of what you're seeing. It's like it's as if the ghosts of yesterday are still roaming with us, you know, and one of my biggest goals is actually to go back to Yellowstone and just do a good episode there you know, sit down um and I'm you know my plan is to do that when I have a lot more um resources for the podcast maybe around then i uh, i am able to actually uh, afford things better hopefully i you know by then i have some sponsorships that can help pay things like that because um, you know that's that's the plan you know is just to go all out for the podcast and actually have it in the direction that i want it to but yellowstone and i'm saying this because yellowstone national park is actually on my list to go back to there's even a few more places that I would like to go also I would uh I need to go to Colorado I hear Colorado has a has a lot of things about it that I would love to check out but you know um you you know like you 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 hear these stories or you see these things and it's just it just makes sense you know so knowing that uh that here's a story right here that I do believe it. I believe that this happened. Um, do I believe it 100% that it happened the way it did? I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I don't know why you would lie about something like that. I. It's just very intriguing. So, unfortunately, uh, I believe the, uh, the sun is setting on this conversation. So this week, I'm actually going to release uh, two episodes, one for Tuesday, and then uh, probably the, uh, this one should be uploaded on a Wednesday. So um, I'm going to give about 24 hours between each episode, or I may just upload it on my own. I I, I don't know. But uh, sorry about last week. Sorry that everything was so late and chaotic and whatnot. I really do apologize. Thank you so much for everything. I would like to, uh, as silly as it sounds, I'd actually like to dedicate this episode to uh, to a certain somebody in New Jersey. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, I want to thank you for the constant support. And uh, uh, I want to thank you for uh, the beautiful, kind words that we shared with each other, uh, especially from your end. You said some beautiful things and, uh, fr- frankly, some inspiring things that um, that I guess I just needed to hear, you know, um, and I guess now at this point, speaking to everybody, you know, there's times where it gets hard, um, especially with like a pot especially with a podcast that it's, it's m- really different compared to others in the sense of how you approach it, you know, I don't have the humor, I don't consider myself a funny person, so, you know, I don't, Uh, you know, to be completely transparent, I find it a little difficult to continue to be entertaining without having the funny bone. You know what I mean? And, um, I mean, the fact that I'm growing the way that I am, it's, it's, I guess I'm doing something right, you know, but in my heart of hearts, I know I could do more. And I guess I'm saying this because, you know, there are times where I have this image in my head where of what I want to achieve. And I, when I don't do it, I kind of get discouraged, you know? And, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to do this podcast because I just get so discouraged that I think to myself, I should probably just end it, but I can't, you know, now, like I'm, I feel like I'm in too deep, but with myself, it doesn't matter how many views I have, how many, for me, I know I'm just in too deep because, you know, I'm not a quitter, you know, I've quit on certain things in my life that I still regret to this day that I shouldn't have done it. I should have stayed true. You, You know what I mean? i su- I should have stayed true, and I should have fought the good fight, and I didn't, but to my friend in New Jersey, you know, I love the idea that you're still fighting the good fight, and uh what what you told me about change is absolutely true. I never even noticed it like that, So thank you for giving me a new insight on change. Moving on, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you so much. Thank you for just I mean absolutely everything uh, and i and, and I can't say it enough you know and I, and I'm not trying to get cheesy so I won't I'll just end it here but uh thank you thank you all um once again next Tuesday there will be an episode it shouldn't be that chaotic uh it should go well so you now if anything does begin to look crazy I will actually leave like a message I'll probably just. You know, create some sort of bonus episode thing in the future and say, hey, in the next few weeks it might get a little crazy. Um, yeah. I also noticed, oh, and tell me what you think about this. Spotify now offers this uh, thing that you can actually go live. You can actually do a podcast live. So I was thinking in the future how cool it would be if I did a live show, you know. That'll really feel like the radio. You know what I mean? I really feel Art Bell-esque. But what if I did a live show? Would, any, would anyone be up for that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for everything. This has been Tuesday. Coming to you west of the Rockies in an undisclosed location in central Utah. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great morning, great afternoon, a good evening, a good night, wherever in the world you may be. Thank you so much, and have a great one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh. I almost forgot to leave you all with a song of the week. I said that I was going to try to do that every episode, and I think that's a fitting parting gift, wouldn't you say? So, without a further ado, here is the song of the week. This week, my choice would be Dirty Work by Steely Dan. I will say that one more time. Make sure to unwind and listen to Dirty Work by Steely Dan. Thank you all so much. Have a good night.